0: You're listening to the One Podcast. Welcome into the One Podcast presented by MGM Grand Detroit. I'm Tori Petrie Joined on the other line by Mike O'Hara. Mike, how's that coffee I sent you this morning?
1: Uh, it's doing well. Uh, by the way, are we can did you record what we were just talking about, or are we, are we just finally live?
0: We're finally <laughs> live.
1: <laughs> oh, good, because that could have ended two careers. <laughs>
0: oh goodness, Mike O'Hara. Good morning to you. On good morning,
1: Tori. Thursday
0: that we are chatting. Uh, definitely an exciting week for Lions fans. They got to see the Lions get a win under interim head coach Daryl Bevel. How do you think Lions yeah. fans are feeling this week?
1: Well, you know, I think it was good. Look, look, there's nothing like winning. Nothing beats winning. And nothing beats, well, I'll tell you what beats winning is winning again. And that's what the <laughs> Detroit Lions have to do on Sunday against the Green Bay Packers at Ford Field. But, look, we can get to them being the underdog and all that. But for now, I thought it was a nice nice performance by the by the Lions Probably from the middle of the third quarter on. Before that, it really was the Bears game in, in, in just about every way. And the Lions got a couple of breaks down the stretch, a couple that they manufactured for themselves with their you know defensively. And then one, Alan Robinson, just a really fine football player for the Chicago Bears, and maybe have an affinity for him. He's one of our local guys from Orchard Lake St. Mary, and then went to Penn State. And made a just a big mistake going out of bounds there on that last possession by the bears so you know that's look they won and and give them credit for that now back it up and and try and do what uh, daryl devil said last week don't look at the scoreboard just play when it comes to double zeros take a look and we'll see where we are we'll do the same thing against the green bay packers
0: well i mean you you talked about how the bears were kind of you know looking the best in that game for most of the game and it's like the opposite of how that first game went you know the the bears were able to clinch it when it mattered there at the end of that first game against the bears in week one. And then this go around the lines were the ones that, that got the upper hand there
1: at the end of the game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was 23, six going into the fourth quarter. Now they were already, well, they already begun that possession, but it was the scoreboard was 23 to six and Mitchell Trubisky threw three touchdown passes in the fourth quarter. I think he was eight for 10 for 89 yards and three touchdowns. They get a touchdown. The lions come back with a long drive and, and, As we remember, DeAndre Swift dropped what would have been the game-winning touchdown, had it in the end zone. Somehow, I watched that play over and over, and I can't see how it slid out of his hands. It looked like he had it. You know, the catch, turn, step in the end zone, touchdown, step, turn. Oh, my God, what happened? Where's the ball? And I I really just can't see how he lost control of the ball, whether it was a concentration issue, it slipped, I don't know. But anyway, that just seemed to set the tone for the first eight, nine, ten weeks of the season. Detroit Lions, you know, giving up big leads and unable to, unable to close the deal. They did just the opposite. They overcame a big deficit, 10 point deficit a couple of times and were able to win the game. So now on we move with four games left.
0: Well, do you think that the Lions were able to set the tone for their final games of the season right now after the game they had against the Bears this time?
1: Look, there's nothing like performance. So that's that's number one. But I also think Confidence and 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 energy and all that play into it too. And I think the Lions certainly did not play with any great energy. I thought in the first half against the Chicago Bears, and maybe not even you know when they gave up that touchdown pass to the tight end Cole Knecht, you know, wide open, you know, for for a touchdown that restored the lead to 10 points. And I thought, well, I've seen enough of this. I don't know if they're going to come back or not, but they did. So I think you know the fact that, that they were able to. Make some plays defensively. Make some plays offensively, which is no surprise to me. They've been doing that, that all year. Now carry it, I'll carry it forward. You know, do the same thing, or try to do the same thing against Green Bay Packers. But this is, this is a different team. That's that's just rolling on offense with yards and points. Right. And do we have to mention what's his name? Thirty-seven-year-old Aaron Rodgers.
0: <laughs> yeah, who's that guy?
1: Yeah, who is that guy? Well, we've seen plenty of him. In fact, he didn't play that great in the first game. By the way, in week two, yet a couple of touchdown passes. I just say yeah. They relied impatient. on the run
0: game in that first it, game against the
1: Lions. It was a was it 260 yards or something like that. Or...
0: Yeah, it was crazy.
1: I, you know, I lost count. That's you know my my <laughs> back. So I wore out the beads. But uh, but this is this is a this is a different team, a different game, and, and really a much more tough, a much tougher challenge than the one they had in Chicago.
0: Well, you talk about that first half looking different than the second half. I thought the Lions did a really good job of adjusting in the second half. But something that stuck out to me from the media sessions we've had this week was Amanio Ruoye talking about playing in that defense now, uh, you know, that things have changed. He said that he felt like, they kind of had a week one all over again because they had you know things that were different and it was kind of they had to find their footing and he said kind of in the second half he felt like they found their footing I I found that one interesting Mike
1: I think first of all Darrell Bevel had to change some things uh, when he took over as interim head coach after Matt Patricia was let go and I think I think anybody would have done the same thing any any veteran coach at least even if even things that didn't really matter as long as it looked new and, and different to the players and I think that gave them a little bit of a little bit of energy and a little bit of bounce, and they'd carry that over over to the game. Uh, uh, Corey Unlin, the defensive coordinator, talked about that in his interview with the media on Tuesday, and some of the stuff started to you know started to get traction. I think in the third quarter, like again, once again, I'm going to keep harping on this, but carry it forward, carry it to the to the Green Bay game. Look, it's a it's a mighty task for the Lions to get to get into the playoffs. They you know, maybe probably have to run the table. Uh, when the last five games to get a wild card, and it's it's a really it's I've seen some st- stuff on the internet that it's the toughest last four games any team in the league is going to play.
0: Yeah, and
1: I don't have to, look. It's 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 the it's the Packers, it's the Tennessee Titans, no relief. It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, they might be overrated with Tom Brady and have their problems of their own, but they're still seven and five, and it's not a great matchup for the Lions. Then home in the last game against the Minnesota Vikings. So. You know, the worst team in there was 6-6. Six and six. The best team is 9-3, and, and that best team is coming to Ford Field on Sunday. So it's a tough way to start it, but that's the schedule. And you know what? You want to win? You want to win in December? That's that's how you make the playoffs? Go out there and beat the Packers. Show us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We will talk a lot more about the Packers, but I do want to touch on, you know, this last game and what we saw that was different under Daryl Bevel because he takes over last week, talks about wanting to bring more energy, talks about wanting the guys to have a little bit more fun, and we really saw that after the game, but I want to touch on what happened on the field. What did you notice that was different about what the Lions did game plan wise against the bears?
1: Well, I'll get you the a number 402. That's the number of yards. yards yeah. yards Matthew Stafford. It, I mean, I, look, I've been harping on this since he was drafted in, in, in 2009. The best things happen offensively when the ball's in Matthew Stafford's hands, throwing it. Absolutely. I, I know Look, you've got to run the ball. I get all of that, but, but he, the way he played, you know, look, he had that one interception, which he's had a couple of those this year that we go, my God, what happened? It was on a screen pass, defensive lineman, 320 pound defensive lineman gets in the way and intercepts it. I mean, it's just, those are head scratchers, how, how they happen. And, you know, some of them are all on the quarterback and that guy's supposed to be, you know, he's supposed to be blocked and he wasn't. And, and this Once again, you think, Oh my God, they're finished, but, but they weren't. But look, th- that, Drive to the touchdown that really got him in the game with 2.18 left. You know, six plays, I'm oh, sorry, seven plays, 96 yards. After an incompletion, Stafford completed six for six for all 96 yards, finished it off with it. just a 25-yard laser to Marvin Jones Jr. That got him within Got him within three points. The next touchdown set up by the strip sack by uh, Romeo Aquara gave them the win, but I think if you ask me just how able, how they were able to get down the field so quickly, take so little time off the clock, get the touchdown before the two-minute warning, as Stafford said, that gave them, in effect, an extra timeout. That really was the key to me right there.
0: Yeah, they definitely relied a lot more yeah. on the passing game, and I think that's been something that we've kind of been wanting to see this season. They have wanted to stay balanced so much, uh, but you're right. The strength of that offense is Matthew Stafford's arm and we got to see that on Sunday. Do you think that that was more game plan specific against the Chicago Bears or if that's what we'll see from this offense going forward?
1: Well, combination and when you don't have, excuse me, if you don't have DeAndre Swift and I, it kind of looks now here on Thursday morning before we see practice it kind of looks to me like he's going to be back playing and if he if he is it certainly adds a really good dimension to that offense, but I think let's put it this way: they didn't run Adrian Peterson on first and second down like they did before, and I think maybe you know, look, we're, we're reading yeah. into things here. We know that you know Matt Patricia wanted to control the game, and one way to do that is to keep the ball on the ground, take time between plays, you know, shorten the clock, and all that. I didn't really really see that that tech that strategy against yeah. against the, the Bears. And I don't think you'd see it against the, against the Packers. You want to get up there and play with tempo, you know, on the ball, play with pace. I think uh, uh, Taylor Decker mentioned that uh, last week before the you know before the game that in practice that's what he stressed: play with tempo, play with pace, in and out of the huddle, you know, do things quickly. And I think at times we saw quite a bit of that against the Bears. Wouldn't surprise me if you saw uh, quite a bit of that against the Packers.
0: I talked to Daryl Pebble this week on our Lions game plan show on Fox Sports Detroit and kind of asked him about that difference in the game plan, uh, you know, from what we were seeing from the offense before versus against the Bears. And he talked about how, you know, they didn't have to run the ball too much, but they were able to run the ball at the goal line. He said that that was where he was really impressed with what they were able to do between the balance of run and pass. Although they did rely on the passing game a lot more throughout the game, they were able to run the ball at the goal line. And that's what mattered.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. And, and who, I just mentioned Adrian Peterson running on first and second down, but I'll tell you what—you get him inside the ten-yard line, it's like the—it's the, the, like the end zone is the promised land for him. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Tori, doesn't he play hard? Doesn't he look like, look like a, You, you know what? Maybe, maybe I—this is just me, but you can comment on this too. He looks to me like a guy that if you gave him the ball on twenty straight plays, he wouldn't complain. Yeah. You give on twenty, what give it to me? I'm hot.
0: Right. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I agree on
1: that. And when they got the ball back after the uh, strip sack by O'Quarr and the, and the recovery by John Pennacini, who, by the way, a sixth-round draft pick, a uh, defensive tackle, really looks maybe the steal of the draft for the Detroit Lions. But they get the ball back at the seven-yard line. Uh, the first one is, was it a three-yards yard three uh, game by, by Peterson. I think there was a two-minute warning, and the next one just a five-yard, just blasted, up the middle, they had everybody blocked except the linebacker. He ran over him like he he didn't exist. He could have ran all the way to Gary, Indiana on that. That's how, (laughs) just just look out here, I come and get out of my way. Okay, you did, thank you very much. I'll take six. That was Adrian Peterson. Look, we've seen him since 2007. He looked like a rookie again with that ball under his arm on the way to the end zone.
2: This season, there are even more ways to get into the game thanks to Lions Bingo presented by BetMGM. Lion fans can play along for free all season long for the chance to win great prizes, including the grand prize each week of a weekend stay at an MGM Resorts location. Just download the Lions mobile app and register to play Lions Bingo each and every week. Play along during the game, and once you hit bingo, you score. Courtesy of our friends at BetMGM. Learn more and lock in your Lions Bingo board before kickoff by visiting the official Lions mobile app now.
0: I want to turn to this game against the Green Bay Packers. Mike, this is going to be a tough one for the Lions. Absolutely a, a team that's playing better coming into this game than the Bears were. They hadn't won a game since week six coming into the matchup with the Lions. But the Green Bay Packers are hot right now. And one thing that I noticed from this game against the Bears that they're going to have to clean up if they want to play better against the Packers is the tackling. When well, I mean, you look at what Aaron, Aaron Jones can do, Uh, In the run game and how he hurt them the first go around, Lions have got to tackle this week.
1: I would agree with that, especially the first half last week against the Bears. When you say clean up the tackling, first thing I thought of what tackling? (laughs) You know, those weren't even good arm tackles. It was just awful. And some of the stuff near the goal line, God, did you to look on going? It looked to me like I don't say players quit and all that, but it looked like just like their heart wasn't in it. They just looked unsure. They're once again receivers running, running. Running open and, and missing tackles, two guys missing tackles, but look, they cleaned that up in the second half. At least you know, midway through the third quarter, I thought that I thought it was a lot better. Really made some big plays. I think they probably made more big plays in one game defensively in the last uh, maybe 20 minutes than they had made probably in the first in the previous two or three or four games. But yeah. I thought that was a lot better. Now, but of course, this is they're playing a better opponent too, and and, and we'll see how that carries forward.
0: So let's talk about what the Packers bring to the table and what they've, the Lions have got to watch out for this week. Uh, what are the top things the Lions need to be able to do in order to get a win over the Packers?
1: Well, they got to stop their offense or at least slow them down. Look, they're number one in the league in points scored with 379 uh, to 370 for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, they're second in the league in, in, in yards per game, 386 per game. Uh, it's 124 rushing and 272 uh, passing. It, look, the quarterback is is just playing amazing football. Uh, I do I, I can just say the quarterback. I don't have to mention Aaron Rodgers' name because that's he is who he is. But what what he has done, he's got in 12 games, he's got 36 touchdown passes and four interceptions. I'm gonna re, I'm gonna rely on my high school math at Old Pershing High School here, about a mile from where I live. <laughs> 36-12, and 12, that's three touchdown passes per game and one interception every three games. That's a wow. pretty good ratio. Uh, think about yeah. that. <laughs> think about that. He gets as many touchdown passes in one game as he gets interceptions in almost an entire season. So you talk about a guy who's on a roll, he's got a passer rating of 118.5. And really, this is kind of a weird statistic but I looked it up last night, just for you, just to add something, I think he wow. is, I think, I think he's having the best season at age 37 that any quarterback has ever had at age 37. One exception might be Peyton Manning, who in his first or second season with the Denver Broncos after, you know, coming, you know, having the neck injury and, and a week out, a year out of football had 55 touchdown passes. When I looked at all the stats, not quite as good, except for those, except for the touchdowns as what Aaron Rodgers is doing. So, we can give him a medal for being the best 37-year-old quarterback in history, okay? <laughs>
0: so he specifically looked at just the year where they were 37 just the years
1: year. old. Oh, yeah. There's, there's some great quarterbacks in there. And really, you really have to look at the current era, like the last current, the last 20 years. Sure. Tom Brady and Philip Rivers and Ben Roethlisberger. And you can go on and on. There's about nine of them. And, and Peyton Manning is the only one who even comes close to threatening, uh, threatening Aaron Rodgers for the much deserved and much wanted and much cherished best 37-year-old quarterback <laughs> in history. In fact, I think we'll stop the game at half ten and give him a trophy.
0: All right. I, we'll call it the Mike Trophy because you made up this award for 37-year-olds. But that is some stellar research. I love that that's what we bring to ta- this table on the podcast. Great research about one specific year of people's careers.
1: I I have a very busy life, as you can tell.
0: (laughs) I like it, because us on the podcast, we benefit from it. So thank you, Mike, for bringing us those statistics. You know, you talked earlier on the podcast about how tough this schedule was for the Lions as they go forward. You know, very exciting for Lions fans to get to see Daryl Bevel get this team a win, to kind of see the energy that this team had after the game, see how excited they were for Daryl Bevel, but what kind of challenge is this as he moves forward through these final four games? I know a lot of people would love to see them run the table, but I think that's kind of a, a tall order.
1: Well, you know, first of all, play hard and let things take care of themselves. But look, let's be realistic. Everything is more fun when you win. And when you talk about the uh, talk about what they face on Sunday, uh, you know, Jamie Collins kind of talked about this on. The, on his interview uh, this week he's an outside linebacker for the lions who's faced you know Aaron Rodgers before probably not as many times as the guys here in Detroit because we play him twice a year but but look I already mentioned Aaron Rodgers and his stats and all that really he and Patrick Mahomes is probably the best quarterback in the league right now but boy Aaron Rodgers is if he's it's 1A and maybe 1A minus or something like that (laughs) but look at what they've got though they got a running back in aaron jones who's 750 yards or something like that you know burned the lions in in game one he had a 75 yard touchdown run that 160 plus yards and he's averaging 5.2 yards per carry which is the highest which is the second highest average per carry of the top ten running backs. Now, look, you get guys wow. down there who've had like 20 carries for 100, you know, 140 yards or something like that. But for a guy who's really lugging the ball on a you know on a regular basis, that that's pretty impressive to maintain an average like that. He's had a couple of long ones, but but really he's been good. You look at the wide receivers, uh, Devonte Adams, 13 touchdown passes, tied for the league lead. Uh, You look at the tight end, Robert Tanyan. Who the heck is Robert Tanyan? (laughs) He was here in Detroit
0: for a minute.
1: Yep, he's got eight touchdown receptions in 41 catches, tied with Travis Kelsey for the most touchdown catches by a tight end. Travis Kelsey has done it with, I think it's 84 reception, 82 receptions by mistake, 41 for tiny he's done it with half as many catches that just goes to show you how they're getting people in position to score and and Aaron Rodgers is delivering the ball and they're catching it so I mean there's just they're just issues all over the place on that on that offense for the Lions to contend with including the offensive line Aaron Rodgers has been sacked 13 times in 12 games that's one point three whatever you know sacks per game the idea how do you you get to them you know that's 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 another issue there you know
0: well mike with all of that said let's go to mike's pick of the week presented by mgm grand detroit the king of sports books what's it going to be are the lions going to get a second win under daryl bevel this weekend
1: well i think i'm going to go to the black chips and the green chips for this one okay and i'm going to leave the black chips on the table I'm going to push forward a couple of green chips just because I want to have some action in the game. <laughs> I, you know, look, it would be great for Daryl Bevel to to win this game with well, his team to win the game. It would be great for Daryl Bevel, just like last week, Tori in Chicago. Suppose they lose on a field goal on the last play of the game, it's still a good story, but it has a different finish.
0: Yeah. In
1: other words, it, it hits it. And, but to win a game at home, even without fans, it, it really would be something. But I, I just don't see it. I see a good game. I don't think the Packers are any all that great t- defensively. Lions offensive line has been playing pretty well lately. You get uh, DeAndre Swift in there. You know, to get some carries, I don't know how much he's going to play, but get some carries in there, it changes things for the offense. So I like it like, a good tough game, and I'll give it to the, to the Green Bay Packers. 30 Detroit Lions, 26.
0: Okay, so we're still going to see the Lions compete with the Packers on Sunday.
1: Yes, and I'm going to get my chips back. More importantly, I'm going to rake in some chips.
0: All right. Mike, thanks so much for hanging out with me on the podcast this week. Looking forward to seeing you on Sunday. Uh, Definitely a tough stretch for the Lions here, but we'll see how it goes.
1: Okay.
2: Great way to start it, though.
0: It absolutely was. Thanks so much, Mike. We appreciate you, and we appreciate you guys for listening. We'll talk with you next week.
2: This season, there are even more ways to get into the game thanks to Lions Bingo presented by BetMGM. Lion fans can play along for free all season long for the chance to win great prizes, including the grand prize each week of a weekend stay at an MGM Resorts location. Just download the Lions mobile app and register to play Lions Bingo each and every week. Play along during the game, and once you hit bingo, you score. Courtesy of our friends at BetMGM. Learn more and lock in your Lions Bingo board before kickoff by visiting the official Lions mobile app now.